0: Hi and welcome to Public Speaking with me, David Murray. I'm here to share the tools and techniques so that you can communicate with confidence in your speeches, in your pitches, job interviews, presentations and so much more. I also offer one-to-one coaching and workshops and you can find out more and get in touch by visiting me at davidalamurray.com And so you don't miss out on more resources, make sure you sign up for my newsletter There's a link in the show notes. And when you do this, you'll get access to all my top tips and free resources for communicating with confidence. In today's podcast, I'm speaking with Vidura Fonseca. Vidura was an engineer who now works with children in the entertainment sector. He is a public speaking expert who uses his communication skills to promote his message about social change. He talks about his passions for engineering, mathematics and dance and tells us how he connects these themes when sharing a message on stage using personal stories. And shows us how we can all use our own personal stories to deliver an important message. He tells us that when sharing ideas we are passionate about, it is important to make them relatable to the listener so that they connect with what we are saying. And says public speaking is a powerful way to share your ideas and the more you speak, the more confident you will become. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. By doing this, you will help the podcast reach others who might find it useful. So without further ado, let's begin to communicate with confidence. Hey there, you're listening to the David Murray Public Speaking Podcast. To find out more, you can visit me at davidalamurray.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Today, my very special guest was an engineer who now works with children in the entertainment and education sector. May I introduce you to Vidura Fonseca. Vidura,
1: how are you? I'm all right, thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much for agreeing to be on the show today.
1: Yep, no problem. Thank you very
0: much. Now... The reason why I got you down here today is that I know you've got quite a varied background in terms of your work as an engineer, in terms of what you do now in terms of working with children. And I know that you are a public speaking expert, a communication expert, and you've got an interesting background in terms of what you bring into your speeches and storytelling. And I'd like to really talk a little bit about that today. Is that okay? Yeah, that's
1: perfectly fine.
0: Let's get straight into it then vidura can you tell us what is it you do
1: what is that i do so in terms of um, working part-time i work in um with children in three part-time jobs so i work three days a week in a college i help up with engineering students and then on weekends i do children's parties and i also do a bit of mass tuition that's basically my living and my income um, so i work with children in terms of education and outside of that i dance um, i mainly do body popping and I do a little bit of break dancing and a bit of partner dancing. I love dancing, it's the one that changed my life. And I also do some public speaking in, um, for social change, about things that I have actually believe in, make a society. So, can you tell us a little
0: bit more about the kind of speaking that you're interested in, the kind of interest that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, sure. So, in terms of public speaking, I joined public speaking after I left my engineering job. Um, I used to work at Rolls-Royce. And I left my job last year, primarily because I wanted to promote social change. So that's basically my main goal in public speaking. I believe today, with our science and technology, we can actually provide a very high standard of living for everybody. Um, But we're hugely limited, in my view, as an engineer, because of the social system that we live in, mainly because of things like politics and the financial system. And I don't know if you heard of something called a resource-based economy? may have heard of it, and something called the Venus Project. Can you tell us
0: a little bit about those? uh, Yeah, so
1: the Venus Project and Resource-Based Economy is an organisation that has been trying for almost 50 years to get society for social change to use science and technology and bypass the financial system and to provide a high standard of living for everybody. So last year, about two years ago, I went to see Australia's Best Sustainable Development. It's a beautiful place, they didn't have any bills to pay because they have combined nature with technology. So yeah. they had solar powered houses, they had their re- own recycling centre, they had their own um, methods of growing food and stuff. And that to me is, is the future. But I don't see many engineers and scientists, technicians out there doing public speaking to promote these ideas to the public. So I wanted to be part of social change. So, and even though it actually yeah. made it to the United Nations about two years ago, and still most of the public aren't even aware of, of these social alternatives. Yeah. So I wanted to be part of that change, which wow. is the reason that I started print public. That is my main goal in public speaking. I like it.
0: So can you maybe talk tell, tell us a little bit about perhaps why you see or why you think that not many scientists are doing what you do in terms of delivering that message on the on the stage in terms of, what do you think is the reasons for that?
1: Because scientists and engineers they're not really driven by Getting people to follow them if you like. Politicians they get you know, they want people to work for them, they make people go around, sell their manufacturers, yeah. Whereas yeah. well, the engineers are actually trained in problem solving. They're interested in problem yeah. solving. So they're inside corporations, they're inside institutions and yeah. they're just solving problems if that's what they're driven by. So they're not really driven by in sort of social engagements, okay, and so I think that's probably the reason there are there are many scientists and engineers out there are promoting social change. Wow,
0: so that's that's, that's intre-
1: interesting. And
0: where when you talk about that, your goal, where do you see that goal taking you to? What is that? What does that look like for you?
1: For me, it looks like for uh, my idea is at the minute is because of my entertainment background. I wanted to put on a show in the future where I get a group of engineers and also bring in the entertainment industry to bring in the people and then have the engineers do public speaking about how we can build a sustainable planet yeah. and my, one of my goals is actually get site society to build maybe a, a more sustainable city or a community to demonstrate the ideas of how we can use our science and technology to provide a high standard of living for people things like for example vertical farming today is estimated to provide food for trillions of people And just one form of renewable energy is enough to meet our energy demands, but the issue of cost is a huge burden. So I see the social system as the burden to stopping engineers from kind of ending this mess that I see. So getting that message is very difficult.
0: Do you look at your audience being scientists, politicians, everyday people like myself, or is it a combination of all of those? I
1: think a combination of all of those things, because it will require help from the current social institutions yeah. but it also requires getting the public to understand that there are better methods of solving problems yeah yeah and a lot of people believe in this idea called a democracy and for me it's a nonsensical idea because you can't solve problems by a majority at all problems are solved through science and logic there's not been a single problem in history that's ever been solved yeah. by a majority rule. So it's the scientists, technicians and engineers that solve problems. So I just see this whole... I live the world with an engineering brain and I look at it and I'm like, this is a complete load of nonsense to me. So I, I want to go out there and get the public to rethink yeah. about, about how they live.
0: How do you how do you seek opportunities to share, share that message? Are there Are there, I don't know, are there conferences? Are there... Uh, platforms that you look to to in order to kind of sh- deliver that message to, to yeah. the people you want to hear, want to hear
1: it. Yeah, I, I think there are platforms like TED Talk is, for example, a good yeah. one. And then, um, but I thought what might be better is if I can maybe even try to build my own platform. Like obviously, people give me the platform, then I'll use it. Yeah. But in in the case that I hit a brick wall and I can't get across, that's when I thought maybe doing like a dance or entertainment show and bring in, using that as a platform. i actually been chatting to a couple of my dance teachers who, yeah. some of these dancers are, like, are very high level, they have a very good following. So I wanted to actually bring people together to kind of do a very small show to start off with. All right. But it's just trying to, obviously trying to make a living and trying to do that is very difficult. I, I think it's actually a privilege to be able to go out there for more social change because you still have to make a living at the same time. Yeah. So it's very difficult to do it, but in a sense, I feel that I'm privileged, maybe in a position to be able to do that.
0: Your background in engineering and your passion for sharing that message um, has, in a way, kind of funneled into your ability to share that message with your communication and public speaking skills.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the primary reason I actually came to Toastmasters, um, because I thought that was a good place to start off, public speaking. I mean, most of the politicians out there, they start with organisations, go with their speaking yeah. So that's part of the reason I joined. But I don't want to become kind of like a politician or anything like that. I, yeah. I, I always to remain as an engineer. In fact, <laughs> even now, like, I would rather be at work building this sustainable society, but I need to get people to win, win it over before I can go and do it. So that's the reason I'm actually doing public speaking. I actually don't want to be standing in front of like, thousands of people, because yeah. what I promote is very radical. And it's going to be very open to criticism, which is what I want a team of engineers to do rather than just doing it myself. But I just feel someone has to do it. So That's
0: And I, I know you mentioned Toastmasters and for people who aren't familiar with that, it's a, a public speaking and communication leadership group. And, I, you know, I always ask the people who I interview who are public speakers in terms of, you know, what made them begin. And I, I think you've kind of sh- shared with that. But what I, I'd kind of would we kind of like to touch on quickly if I can do is that did you therefore identify a need within your public speaking and communication skills that you, there was aspects that you wanted to improve on and that's why you joined a speaking group
1: is yeah it- and also generally just to kind of as a starting point because I didn't yeah. know where to start I'm yeah. not a public speaker I was an engineer for four yeah. and a half a years and I thought how can I go out there and give these like give these ideas to people yeah and I didn't have a platform so I just thought let's just Google see what public speaking is about. So I came across loads of courses, some of them were thousands of pounds for like, yeah. and I was like, I'm not sure if it's worth it. So Toastmasters seems like a good option, and Club in London Public Speakers came, I was the first one on the thing, and I yeah, thought, yeah. you know what, they might actually for free for a guest, and I just thought, just go and check this out and yeah. see if I like it. So basically I came to Toastmasters as a starting point because I needed somewhere to start off. Yeah. Everything has to start somewhere, so yeah, that, was my, that was my first step.
0: So if you don't mind me asking you then is that you know specifically about that kind of start of the your path if you like in terms of in terms of public speaking so it sounds like you you had a passion you had a message that you wanted to share public speaking was going to be a way in which you could do that particularly because you know scientists or that community weren't necessarily doing that so if I can talk about personally you and particularly for people who might be thinking about public speaking might be nervous yes You know, certainly that is possible the case. Can you tell us how you felt when you started that, on that path?
1: Because oh, I used to be a dancer, I, I performed in front of, you know, hundreds, of, if not thousands of people. So, but I never spoke in front of people, so I was literally dancing doing moves and they would cut at the end and I would disappear yeah. off and there's no communication in between. Whereas the public speaking is a completely different aspect, especially because of the stuff I promote. I know that, like, there's going to be people questioning a million different things. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was very nerve-wracking, especially because the stuff I say contradicts their culture yeah. and the stuff they've been brought up yeah. with. And that's a very difficult thing to present people.
0: What's really nice to hear is that to sort of, like, want to develop your communication public speaking skills is that you don't have to be... Somebody who's going to be standing on the Royal Albert Hall, it might just be because you know you've got a message out there and you want to improve your tool set, your skills, in order to deliver that more effectively. Is that, is that fair enough? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think if anyone has a good message, they want a good um, idea they want to share, they should yeah. certainly consider taking up um, public speaking, especially to the, um, to the community that's involved in like social change or whatever. Yeah. Even it can be a small thing, so if you you have to be able to speak in front of people to get your message yeah. across. If you can't do that, then you're just going to kind of keep keeping it in. So I would encourage you, any, whatever idea you want to share, to go out and basically share your ideas and if you think it's going to help. Well, there's a
0: good tip there for everybody is actually if you have an idea, it's worth sharing. Get out there and share it. So can I ask you perhaps if you'd be happy to share, is that when you look back at that time when you started, you know, you want to be on that platform of public speaking, whatever that looked like, did you can you can you think about what that what your biggest personal challenge might have been at that time and and what you learned from it if you've overcome you've no doubt overcome that challenge what did it teach you so what was your biggest challenge and what did you learn from it
1: i think generally getting the confidence to talk about the things i wanted to talk about yeah. because i've never stood in front of people and talked quite a lot and i may still do this but i speak very fast yeah okay yeah and People always misinformation when I do that. I remember being back at school once, actually, in front of the drama class. It was a drama test, and the teacher said everyone has to come in front of the camera and say your name. And everyone's like John, Andy, and then I mean, I went up there. What's your camera. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and the teacher just turned the camera off and said, yeah. "Would you want to try again?" please? So, <laughs> so especially because like you want to get rid of your nerves. I think that confidence part is the first thing to be. Yeah, to you're right, and, actually. And the more public speaking you do, the more confidence you get. Yeah,
0: it's a good point, actually. I was at a speaking club last night and sort of speaking to somebody after. I've seen speak for a while now. And they're on, you know, they're, they're, it's in many respects, they're at the beginning of that path, but they're not. They've been doing it for a while. And I asked them, I've seen a difference in them over the sort of few months that they've been doing it. And and I, and I said, you know, how do you feel you are now compared to where you are? And he said, well, I still feel like I'm getting over my nerves, but I'm able to think more about how I can refine what I'm doing and not just think about I've got to get over these nerves so it does you do get over them but maybe there's to an element they're always kind of there but you're it's okay isn't it
1: yeah the nerves really doesn't really disappear it doesn't matter how many times you do I think for me the worst part of doing a speech is just waiting Part. the more you wait the more kind of builds up but the nerves are always going to be there but it's just basically how you overcome them once you get on stage
0: thank you very much I know you've got a background in engineering mathematics and dance and you've touched on those slightly slightly but i'd love to know is that how if you do and how you incorporate engineering mathematics and dance into your talks is it okay to maybe share a little bit of insight into that
1: so in terms of when i'm on stage connecting the story i use my personal story to link everything so this is when I wanted to, when I thought about doing a show in the future, I actually chat to someone about how I'm able to link everything together. Yeah. And I came to the conclusion there's only one thing that links it together. It's basically my personal life story. Yes. There. Yes. And so, because there was a period when I was my teenage, I was going through serious mental health problems. Um, I failed all my exams, and I was kind of lost in life really because yeah. I always wanted to kind of achieve something great, but I just didn't know what it was. So I thought, you know what? Let me just. I failed my exams. Uh, I'm not really going anywhere. Let me just try something. So I went and started dancing and I was totally inspired by it. Yeah. And I came across one of the best dance groups in this country. And they didn't want to go on TV for whatever reason, but yeah, they were yeah. doing the underground professional thing. And I was very lucky to meet them and they completely changed my life. I found a meaning in dancing. Yeah. And dancing has never bought me money, but it's bought me so many new doors. And because of dancing, it actually the exercise helped me overcome the mental health problems. And then I went back to uni and I passed my exams. And then I went to become an engineer. So all of that is linked. link. Through, literally just through my personal life story but when I'm on stage in terms of Lincoln, Hill yes. what I tend to do is I tend to dream what I mean is I walk around the house <laughs> and I imagine myself on stage yeah. and just come up with things to say and how I might say it Sometimes it doesn't quite go the way I planned it in my head. So I'd walk around something around my house, I think this is really cool, this is really cool, this is going to go down funny. And yeah. I might do it on stage and no one ever laughs, but yeah. that just happened because that's what played out in your head. Yeah, yeah. But the way I link it all is basically just kind of dreaming really, it's mm. just imagining myself on there, just doing my thing. And saying the things that I do and I just imagining what pe- the public might say to those yeah. things so I kind of basically and I don't even when I write my speeches I don't write a full speech I write bullet points Bullet points. and I practice and I practice and in between those practice things because I think if you have a wide range of environments then you can bring in different things yes and I think you're more creative if you have a wide range of knowledge of different things which is which is why we have to try different things
0: what would you sorry um, if I can ask you therefore is what would you say to somebody who's starting out who might be a bit nervous about bringing personal stories, um, would you say that they're a rich source of inspiration and you should use them?
1: I would say start off really small. Test yeah, okay. it and see how it goes. OK. And usually you'll probably find you have a positive. If it's a positive thing you're trying to do, you'll yeah, get a positive reflection. Idea. I remember there was a... I went to a story night and there was a girl who had escaped from a war zone and she was really afraid to talk about it because of the context of immigrants and refugees. death but she developed the confidence she started off small and she said okay this went on quite well so i thought maybe i'll go a little bit more next time so start off something really small a part of it yeah and just test it and see how it goes that's a good
0: that's a good top tip for everybody it's like start small and, that, and the stories don't have to always be like these big yeah. rocks these yeah. big life moments yeah. it might simply be a funny moment you've had on holiday yeah, or something definitely it yeah. might just
1: be a conversation with your dad about something something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah.
0: it does and certainly when you when people are writing stories We'll also remember as well is that what you want to do is write them in a way that you connect with the listener as yeah. well so you might you might enhance aspects of it to kind of give greater meaning and that sounds like i'm being a bit ambiguous there but what i mean by that is is that when you're telling a story you don't certainly from a listener's perspective yeah. from the listener you don't sort of say a lot of i did this and i did this you might turn it and say well for example i went on holiday last week to spain you might turn that and say imagine where you went on holiday last year yeah you know, and things yeah, you might definitely. turn it in a way that yeah. slightly change it to yeah. kind of draw your audience in in that way is that
1: right yeah that's a that's a very good point actually yeah trying to make it relate to them because then yeah. they can picture it too as you yeah. go with your journey and also when you're, if you need something personal try to say try to paint a picture of the scene as well and what it was yeah, like and point. get what emotions went down and that kind yeah. of thing, rather than just saying the story and what actually happened but to yes. kind of paint the scene yeah. so they can actually see vividly yeah. what's what's happening it's true
0: I wonder if we could talk about possibly your most difficult audience. And probably and your most difficult audience is possibly that you you have an audience of children when you entertain and you speak, don't you? Yeah.
1: Can you tell us a bit about that? So, when you're in front of adults is different because they're going to sit there and listen to you until the end of your speech. Whereas when you're in front of children, if they get bored, they just walk away they, they, they won't, and they won't bother with you at all. They won't so, be polite. And, so. <laughs> so you have to do different things to keep them entertained. And i have say 95% of the parties that I do, I do a little magic show at the start. Magic as well. It's very, very, very childish magic. I'm not a magician. (laughs) But I can do a few little tricks with little stuff. And that's enough to make them laugh because they're five years old. And the thing about kids is when you're in front of them, you can get away with saying literally anything. They won't believe you. And the downside to that is they might actually really believe that you're serious. For example, one time I said to the kids, I'll get everybody to laugh. And then I'll just stop them and I'm like, are you laughing at me? And then they'll laugh even more. And then I said to them, well, I'm not going to do any magic now. And they started getting really upset. So you're not going to do any magic for us. Even though I was being really sarcastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have to kind of make the judgment of that. Like, and if there's a really shy child, you try to make not many jokes because sometimes they might start crying or something. So when you're in front of children, you have to make a judgment or what the sums of the things that you might want yeah. to say. But you can, you can say like, I'm Santa. And they might even believe you. And So and does does that you have does, to make it entertaining for them?
0: So does your work with that in terms of the the way you, the way you entertain children, does that have a a kind of a positive impact in terms of what you are like when you're on the stage, presenting, speaking, you know, public speaking in front of adults? Is there any, is there any kind of a, that? That part of what you do with children is transferable to what you do with adults, or is it quite different?
1: It's quite different, I think, because yeah. like the jokes that were good kids worked <laughs> with <we're good kids. laughs> parents. Yeah. But I think certainly confidence aspect of it yeah. improves yeah. because you you can be in front of children, you can kind of entertain them. Then you think I can go in front of an adult and so just kind of get through this so yeah wow 95% of the time it goes well 5% of the time it doesn't go well and when it doesn't go well I change everything and I just go into playing games because I know they're just going to hype and run around so
0: so just we might you never know we might have some children entertainers uh, listening is there one top tip you'd give them for when they're out at the next outing to entertain
1: children play lots of games that's what (laughs) I do lots of interesting games and that's one thing I learned because there was some of the parties that have not gone down well yeah because there was a mixture of older kids with very young kids and I found that very difficult to cater a magic show when you have for them oh. yeah so yeah so what I would say is um, have a range of activities or games that you can play I, I mean if you're a great magician you can entertain for a long time that's great I'm not a great magician so I found loads of activities to keep them entertained oh really.
0: great okay cool so that, that's a good top tip thank you very much now I wonder if I can touch on a little bit about your your dance experience and perhaps you can just tell us very quickly a little bit about that because I want to ask you how you connect that with uh, your public speaking performances, is that okay?
1: So with the dancing, when I used to just be a dancer and I was just performing on stages and one of the criticism that I used to receive was that I didn't engage with the audience. Engage, so okay. So I would listen to the music and I would do my moves and stuff and that would go down really well. But in terms of engagement, there wasn't much engagement. Yeah. Because it's literally just moving and i because I'm quite, I, I'm actually quite really shy, even though when I'm on stage, I can't tend to, maybe you might perceive me as not as shy, but I'm actually very shy. Yeah, yeah. I, So, public speaking helped me change that. And yeah. Then, so, the dancing kind of got me the confidence in front of people, but the public speaking actually got the engagement between the audience. Yeah, it's interesting because,
0: you know, I've seen you speak, speak, and uh, I think you're, you're a brilliant speaker. And, i know that you have a lot of confidence when you're on stage now is does does the work you do with dance in terms of your movement help does it help you connect when you talk about connection with, the, with the, the listener with the audience does that make you kind of more think about well if i'm saying this in my speech i should do this with my body is that is that what you mean
1: i try to yeah so i try to add on like a wave or something like that sometimes yeah, just yeah. a couple of body poppy moves or something yeah. just to make it a bit more entertained and then sometimes I think I might as well just start dancing and I stop speaking. Well, you've but, got yeah. that skill. You've got to use yeah. it, haven't you? So I try to add it in where I can, but what I'm not trying to do is try to use dance moves and speak at the same time. I'll oh, kind of well. pause and then do the dancing and then I'll go into back So maybe, maybe there's spin. a new challenge there for yeah, you. Yeah, maybe try or to I'll dance watch out moves at the same time. I'll get you back on the show once you've done that. <laughs> yeah. you can tell us about
0: it. And just a good tip for everybody is that It doesn't have to be to the level that you talk about in terms of dancing on stage but if you just think about one example is is that if you're we're telling stories and we talk about like when i was young i did this and in the future i want to do this so when you talk about the past if you shift your body to the right simply that emphasizes to the audience that you're talking about the past it's a subtle cue but it, it reinforces the past and if you shift your body to the left the audience is right, it reinforces the future. So that's
1: important. Just a simple tip yeah. there, isn't I it? I think especially when you're doing a story, you might be able yeah, to yeah. act it out. And if you're very, I'm not very good at doing voices or and stuff like that, but if you can do the voice, say you're having a conversation with a mom and a dad or something, yeah, yeah. you might be able to change the tone of voice and yeah. stuff like that. Good and idea. So if you can do that, especially stories, you can bring in your gestures that happen.
0: That's good, so that's probably gonna be the question, but maybe you've got one more. What would be your one top tip for people who are thinking about incorporating more movement into their public speaking?
1: Don't be afraid to do it. Yes, that's it, do not be afraid to to do do it. it. Because it's only by doing it, you find out how it goes down. And um, yeah, just don't be afraid to do it. Thank you very much. What
0: advice would you give to people who may be thinking about public speaking bit nervous they want to give it a try what advice would you give to those people
1: well if you're afraid of speaking the first thing might be to just basically go to a public speaking club just google local public speaking club and just attend as a guest yes and toastmasters allow you to do that because you don't have to join you can literally come in sit through a couple of sessions and that's what i did at first i didn't actually speak i just literally went there sat through it and then i joined and then I start speaking a little bit at a time. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And now we can't stop you, can we? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, that's a good advice, everybody. Yeah. We all start. I, yeah. I certainly was very nervous when I started yeah. out. It doesn't take long, does yeah. it, to no. overcome your nerves? Yeah. And then you're thinking, Yeah. I don't know if you experienced this, but you know, when I started out, you know, come and come and speak for one minute, and yeah. that one minute felt like an eternity. Yeah. But now you probably can't yeah. shut me up after 10 yeah. and it's 10 minutes yeah. now i don't know if it's the same yeah. for you but yeah. it's not all of a sudden you don't have enough time yeah. do you yeah, definitely. yeah 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 another question for you specifically about public speaking is there anything that you you've got from public speaking that you didn't expect
1: yeah the, the public reaction to the stuff that i actually talk about because it's kind of outside the box and there's something they're used to yeah and i wasn't i wasn't sure how they were going to react to the things that I say but it's actually been a very positive reaction I yeah. remember doing one of the speeches and this woman at the end said like you're very brave to come and say these to these people you, because you're, you're basically things that contradicts their beliefs so I didn't expect them to say that so I, I didn't know what to expect from them so yeah in that sense and it's been a positive and it's given me a bit more motivation to carry on doing it oh, like thank
0: one. you so, thank yeah. you for sharing that Mythbuster Vajora, here here's one for you so this is a my usual Mythbuster round so what I always wonder, I'd like to ask you, is what negative thing do people think will happen when they're communicating on stage, when they're public speaking, but
1: never does? I think what probably puts people off being kind of being humiliated or being laughed at.
0: Yes, yes. And that is
1: probably your biggest fear when you're in front of stage, and you don't want people to laugh at you or be humiliated. But I've actually been to a lot of public speaking events now, and I've never actually come across a group of people that decide to laugh at the speaker or anything like oh, that. They've always actually listened and perhaps the only place was the Angel Comedy Club but that's a brutal comedy night (laughs) where you have to make people laugh and if they don't it will pull you off but most of the other ones it's just generally just been you know it's a positive reception and people are there there to listen to you and even if they didn't agree with you or what you said they're not going to they're not going to laugh at you, kind of be, that's one thing I That's really
0: good positive um, to hear, because you're absolutely right, people have, tend to be terrified. very terrified at the beginning, but actually the audience is very positive and very supportive, aren't they?
1: Especially at Chosen Masters Clubs as well to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really
0: Thank you very much. Here's another question for you. Is there one thing you've learned, just one thing that you would share with yourself now, when you started out, however many years ago it was, that you think, you yeah, know, I wish I'd known that at the time?
1: yeah so one of the things might be i filled out a couple of speaking auditions because even though my message was good i didn't manage to concise it enough for them to understand yeah and that that only came through literally through retrial yeah because what i present is such an enormous topic yeah i couldn't narrow it down to something they were like want to be able to listen so but as i've reiterated it and i've done the short presentation now And one of the things I learned is to kind of have to make it relate, especially because what I talk about is public related. I want to make it related to them, how does that affect their life? Yeah. And so being able to concise it and also relate it to them because if, especially if I'm promoting things like social change, they want to know what does this really mean for me. You're talking about all these building with wonderful things, but what does it actually mean for my life? Yeah, so that's that's, that's, that's something I didn't have one of the things. So that's one of the... I actually failed at one of the TED auditions because of it, because I didn't actually portray in a concise manner what it actually yeah. means for them. So that's, so that's the,
0: important, actually, is that your message is important to you it's important to you know think about the listener in yeah. terms of how you convey that yeah. and in a way that's meaningful for them yeah is that right yeah, yeah. Definitely. that's it that's really. a good top tip for yeah. us all thank you very much here's another question for you um do you have a strangest public speaking or communication moment that you can share with us
1: yeah so when i started i tried the Toastmasters and and speech contest yes and i got past third rounds on my first attempt which yeah. i didn't expect yeah. at all and I was quite natural about it, a Toastmaster because it's a comfortable environment and then I thought someone said you know maybe you should try a comedy club or something uh, so I, I tried to enter the London's most brutal comedy night <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect. I just thought i would just go ahead and do it and it's one of those things you have to make them laugh yeah. and if you don't you, you get booed yeah. so within about 30 seconds or something and the jokes that I've said always gone down well at like Toastmasters and maybe it's just the way I said it. Uh, but when I did at that club, it just didn't go down well. <laughs> they were all blank quiet and I, maybe they didn't understand what I said and I was really nervous. And I also had a mic. That's the first time I had to hold on the oh, mic. Oh, a mic, yeah, it's
0: interesting. And dynamic. that took
1: my hands away from doing gestures and stuff. So I didn't feel yeah. comfortable. And that just went down. And I got booed off after 39 seconds or <laughs> something. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was probably the most strangest moment. It's very <laughs> honesty to share. You don't, you don't,
0: <laughs> All, no doubt all the greatest comedians have gone through yeah, moments like yeah. that. So.
1: I, I, I feel that everything I've tried, so just one of those things are perfect. Thank you very yeah. much
0: for, for, being, for being so honest. Yeah. So, we're coming to the end now, and I really appreciate uh, you taking the time out to speak on the, on the show. Uh, we're out on location, it's uh, really great to speak to you today. And I guess there's just a couple of final questions, really, is that, first of all, is what's next for Vidura?
1: Yeah, so I'm stuck in a bit of a dilemma myself actually because obviously I'm working part-time and making a decent living at the minute, That's yeah. fine. but my, my goal, the reason I'm part of my engineering job was to promote the ideas that I believe in. Yeah. So there's two ways I'm trying to think about it at the minute, it's trying to maybe build a business and then fund the show
0: Yeah.
1: or the other option is to maybe uh, go and seek more and more speaking opportunities yeah. and then try to do it that way. So basically I just want to build myself platform to be able to speak more about the things that I came out to speak about yeah and that, that's I'm, I'm not quite sure how to get to that platform either doing my own show or either asking someone on a platform or building a business using you know, trying plan fund that through oh, that wow. so I haven't quite figured it out but that's basically my next goal because when I left my job yeah. one thing I had to do was stabilize myself and because my bank account just sunk for the first year, <laughs> yeah and then now I have stabilized my income yeah and it's kind of like the next step like get on to things that's exciting
0: work. well you know if you if it you know it does happen to be your own show and stuff well i'd love to get you back down onto the show to talk about it In you know in the future yeah, if that's talked, okay with you i've talked you.
1: a few people about the dancing community and a few other engineers yeah. trying to bring it together so wow, just see how it
0: fantastic. goes yeah. yeah good to good to kind of follow that and see see how it what see what happens well thank you so much for today it's been absolutely uh, uh, brilliant talking to you and i know that our listeners have got a lot of value out of what you've said you've been very honest today and i really appreciate that and i guess all that's left for me to ask you is if people would like to find out a little bit more about what you do yeah. where can they find you all
1: right so i'm not a very social media person <laughs> but i do have social media accounts um i have a website which i've recently built and that's www.vijora.co.uk yeah it's v-i-d-u-r-a.co.uk and if you go on there there's got loads of contact information how you can contact me great it also has a link to my facebook page fantastic and it also has a link to my uh, instagram Brilliant. but i don't really use those things much but you can contact me through my website or my social media accounts I will receive the messages but I'm not very really active yeah. in those things but, but. well great if you're happy
0: to I will add your website details to the post yeah, when I post perfectly it out fun, yeah. um, all that's left for me Jeanette, to now is to say thank you so much for, for to those uh, in- interviews I've really enjoyed myself today hopefully you have too
1: yeah it's actually been really interesting so this is the first time I've actually done i podcast learned <laughs> podcasts, so this is what I mean I'm not very good at social media well, <laughs> well, onwards and upwards <laughs> the next time I
0: speak to you you'll, you'll be running your own show out no doubt somewhere on the West End or somewhere even greater maybe next year next time this same time I'm to do on the <laughs> one. thank you very much uh, for your time uh, today uh, and thank you thank you everybody for listening speak to you next week if you'd like to find out more you can visit me at davidalamari.com